What's up, everybody? Why not start off season five with like an impromptu Sunday recording about the things that hit me this morning, you know? Um, we've been in this quarantine here for a little while, and my job as a entrepreneur was March 18th. I was standing in the facility where I train people, and March 19th, we weren't allowed to go back. And so, you know, as an entrepreneur, your job is to pivot. So I pivoted, and April was, was not terrible by any means. Pivoted. Um, Super grateful that I have some of the most amazing clients who really uh, wanted to make sure I was okay in every way, shape, form, and fashion. And um, they knew that I wanted to make sure that they were okay in every way, shape, form, and fashion. And when you put that together, we generated in April that everyone continued to advance their health and wellness to the degrees that were responsible and made sense while I was able to, you know, continue to do the things that I love, which is service people with the information and knowledge that I've accumulated over time and redistribute it in a manner that's understandable for them. You know, it's my greatest joy and um, the thing that I've been trying to figure out the most uh, is, you know, what is it exactly that I do? What do I like to do? Um, and and how, how would I even define my business? And we're still working on that, but I have some amazing people in my life that continue to help open my eyes to the, the way I could begin to describe it. So I just want to shut my back door. And one of those ways, as conversation begins to occur and happen over time, is that one thing that I am pretty good at is creating a safe environment for people to share freely. And from that free share opportunity, then I can help whomever I'm with create and craft a strategy to hold themselves accountable to where they want to go and what they want to work on and what they want to fix, if you will. I mean, I think that's something that I've done the greater majority of my whole life, even as the, the man of the house until, you know, from the ages of seven to 13, I, I was the man of the house, and often I was the one that got spoke to, even though I was the youngest. Each, each person within the family felt comfortable to share with me what was going on in their mind. And that just never really stopped, if you will. That has kind of always been the thing that, you know, I, I don't know, the, the, the ability that I've had. And with that comes great responsibility. 
It does because people share with you some of their, you know, scariest times, the hardest times. Some choose to share secrets that maybe not too many people know. And then I become a a vault. And I really actually enjoy that. I really do. I, I really find great value in being able to be someone whom you can trust to open up to and know that you won't be judged. And that if you want feedback, I'll give you honest feedback. If you want me to just listen, I'll listen. And I and I just really super appreciative of that. But this this podcast, what I wanted to share, my greatest insecurity crept up on me today. I had specifically put in my planner in big bold print, relax day, check out, no work. And I got up this morning and I was sipping some coffee on the couch and I was thinking I'd like to support local. I'm going to go to my favorite local restaurant and actually order takeout for breakfast. It's my favorite meal to eat out. And one of the things that I miss most about not being sheltered in place is being able to drive to random breakfast spot and take myself on a date and enjoy breakfast and, and read. So I, I, I did that. I went out and I got this breakfast and I went and grabbed myself a coffee I came back and I was listening to a book while eating and drinking my coffee. And then I was playing some online games with my daughter to connect with her. She was kicking my butt. That's neither here nor there. I just can't seem to to get good at Mancala. She kills me on that game. Anyways, and I'm, I'm sitting there and then... I can't help but think I need to reach out to this client. And then I get a a message from another client. I want to, I got to answer that. And then I'm like, oh, I got programming that I need to write for so-and-so, so-and-so, and -and -and so-and-so. I got to get to that. And then, oh, you know, I got to grab my planner and I got to write down my monthly goals and my weekly goals because I need May to be as productive as April because I need to continue to build a life. What that looks like outside of here, I don't know because like you guys, I don't know that I feel like I'm fully living. But I feel fully alive when I'm helping people. Yet at the same time, it's my my greatest insecurity that if I don't send that message or reply to that email or respond to that Instagram DM or create something of valuable content 
or make sure the programming is there. That's my job, so that's that's less that that's more about time management. But but if I don't do the things that I like to do, but also that I feel like I'm good at doing. And maybe the clients wouldn't need me any longer. And if they didn't need me, that could be a reflection of my value. This is something I've struggled with over over time. And more importantly, if I don't respond, and because I don't respond today, one of them decides that they no longer need my services. What does that say about me as a coach? What did I create? Like, what did I do to create in clientele the the need for me to respond so quickly then? Then then basically I've enabled. And I, I grew up watching an enabler. I grew up watching how that doesn't work. But maybe it's not enabling. Maybe it's codependent. Maybe I feel like I need my clients as much as I think that they might need me. And that's not necessarily healthy either. So then you start to go, man. Yeah, you got a lot to learn, man. You got a lot to work on. You got a lot of areas you could grow. You start to get in your head and you start to think, what do I need to be better at? What, What books do I need to read? What can I absorb? What course can I take? All questions. I think really what it comes down to is coaches need coaches. And I I have a, a, a coach that writes my programming for me for when I train. But I don't necessarily have a coach that can help me be the same thing that I want to be for my clientele, which is a judgment-free, safe space to speak out loud, sometimes without needing a solution to be given, sometimes just to be heard, sometimes just to, to get out the thoughts You know, because like sometimes when I'm talking to people that I know care about me, I I don't want to share freely because I, I don't want the sharing to be misinterpreted. That the the stuff that I might be getting off my chest or the things that I feel like I need to say or the speaking freely that I would like to do. 
I guess sometimes I feel like it's going to be judged and oftentimes people try to solve and then and then people try to direct and, and I know it's all out of love. It really is. Totally out of love. And that's the conundrum because I know I'm loved. <laughs> I know that I have a I have a good uh I have a real cool group of people, clients, friends, family. I'm I'm super fortunate and and full of gratitude. And I never want to take that for granted. But a safe place to vent or 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 share or expunge the the, the stuff that goes into the vault so that I could recharge and be the best person. And in this sh- in this quarantine, the shelter in place, what I have not had the ability to do, which is one of the things that took me years to learn, was, you know, I haven't figured out how to recharge. I'm always connected. I, I can't sit in my house and not walk by my desk and see something that I should be doing, value that I should be creating, a message I should be responding to, a person I need to check in with. I go on a long walk or a long ride, but only within the distance of my house. And often, almost always, I see a lot of people I know. See, what I used to do, and it didn't dawn on me until now, as I would get in the car and I would drive to Moran, I would drive to Calistoga, I would drive to Mendocino, I would drive to Modesto, California. And there I could sit in anonymity think that's how you say it. And I could disconnect and connect with the only person that I knew there, which was me. And that would like recharge my battery all the way to the top. And then I could come back in the next week I could attack it. I had space available for whatever and whomever needed help. It's like uh, your phone can only hold so much data. My my body from an emotional, physical, and the psychological capacity can, can only hold so much without having that moment of refreshing. It can only handle so much without letting go, if you will, of old items that are no longer needed to advance the cause. 
But right now, I don't want to let go of anything. I'm holding on to everything because I'm I'm seeing how much pain so many people are in. And I want to make sure that I'm there for those individuals. This impromptu just recording of the introspective moment on Sunday isn't a cry for help. I want to make that uh, known. In fact, it's it's less about that. It's more about continuing to know what we need and recognize things when they occur. And when you find yourself swirling and stressing and falling into old behaviors, like I, I posted on my Instagram, two signs that I know I'm stressing. I want to buy things that I don't need. That's uh, one of them. And, and two, I dive into work. So this this is definitely congruent because I want to dive into work because then I can I can prove that I'm valuable to myself because I know that I could help. But then I forget about myself, who needs to be taken care of, which is one of the tenets that I that I teach. So, you know, I'm talking about this self-care. And what I I really would like you guys to maybe think about and take away from this recording is this, you know, what what signs appear in your life that kind of show you, hey, you need a moment. You need to step away. You need to step aside. Second, take a look at and acknowledge and think about situations where you might be creating maybe a codependent situation or you might be enabling a situation that isn't healthy for either party. Lastly, I think we we need to be in a place in life that There's no one thing, if you will, that we are afraid to lose, whether that be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, a marriage, a a client, a, a job, a shoe collection. You knew that would get in there, right? Like, like if it all disappeared, would life really be that bad? Or would you do what the human seems to be so capable of doing? Would you adapt? I believe we'd adapt. My life experience shows that we adapt. I know that society will adapt to what we're going through. I don't think that it's not gonna be without huge economic fallout. 
two to three years, I think it may take to recover from the economic damage that's going to be done. Was it necessary, the extreme measures that were taken? No one will ever know. And I'm not going to sit here and voice my opinions on that really at all. But what is it? There's no like thing in and of itself that if you lose, you won't really recover from. Unless you lose yourself and or life ends. But it's hard to recover, I think, from a lost sense of self. You can, as long as you're still alive. And we have to believe that the value isn't what you do or you say or how you show up on a specific moment in time, but undoubtedly what you do as your body of work as an individual or a friend. If if you're not there one time for a friend because you weren't able to be there, that friendship should still occur if the history shows you show up. And that's what I have to remind myself to continue to be the best self I can be is that I'm going to be hopeful that the entirety of my character and being will be what holds me in place, not a moment in time. And if in a moment in time, is such a moment in time that it leads to a departure of a friendship or relationship professionally or personally, then I'll have to do two things. I have to evaluate that situation individually and see to the root of how I showed up and what what that may have caused. And secondarily, understand that if one moment defines the whole history of a relationship, and after evaluating that moment, I didn't see myself do something entirely crazily wrong, then that was just the design departure of that, that thing. That was the time it had seen its course. Everything has a a life. Well, there you got about 23 minutes of introspection. This is the start of season five. I like to do monologues. And literally those are raw, unfiltered thoughts out loud. 
So when I go back, if I listen to them and review them again, they may or may not even make sense. The, the raw emotion, but I believe that they, those words today, they resonated. And if not, then, you know, as I said, there's some place that I need to vent. I choose that to be my podcast sometimes. And so therefore, you know, I, I feel, I feel better. I'll be honest with you. And I hope that you feel better. That's what this podcast is about. Sharing the the things that I'm inspired by or moved by or being real, raw, and vulnerable and showing that there's there's strength in vulnerability and just kind of putting it out there that, hey, this is this is it. This is where I'm at. I'm going to share that with you. And then, and then maybe something in there resonates with you and it helps at some point. So without further ado, I, I'll wrap that introspection up. And I just uh, want to say season five looks good. I think it's going to be great. I know it's going to start off with a with a bang. This is this is a this introspective moment was just was totally impromptu. But what I have scheduled tomorrow, I will be interviewing the one and only Kayla Barber. She's a a great friend of mine. She's the owner, co-owner of Apex Lifestyles. Her and her husband are do a really, really, really good job at helping women who are really busy figure out how to put themselves first and take care of themselves. This is one of the reasons we mesh so well, because that's in line with a lot of the things that I do. And uh, we're going to jump on there and you're going you're gonna to learn about Kayla and where she's come from and I'll tell you, I've, I've watched her grow over the years. I've had the honor over the last 10 years or so to, to watch her evolve. The wedding, first baby. She's a powerhouse. So if you bared with me and you stayed to the end of this episode, keep your eyes peeled back for an episode to come. With Kayla Barber, co-owner of Apex Lifestyles. It's going to be a good one. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Matthew Freeman Show. There are episodes in there that I think provide superb value. And then I think there are episodes in there that provide information. I think there are episodes in there when I look back on the whole history of my podcast that, you know, maybe they're they're nothing more than an out loud practice session. But either way, I like being able to do this. And if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you for listening today. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.